Hello there, and you're very welcome along to Barry Abravid. This is a podcast where I talk about things like news, random topics, and movies. I hope you're all keeping well. This week on the podcast, I am joined by the one, the only, Hugh Carr. He's an actor, TG Carr intern, and an internet funny man. And he's an all-round good guy, so a huge thanks to Hugh Carr for taking the time out for coming along to join us today. Thank you so much, Barry. Uh, what are you just calling me a, a good man? It's just I feel so warm inside now after you uh, saying that. So uh, thanks, man. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Absolutely. It's all good vibes here. So, Hugh, um, <laughs> would I be right in saying that you're a proud Donegal man? I'm incredibly proud. I, I, I bleed green and gold. Like, that's, uh, I would say that I'm incredibly proud of Donegal, man. Absolutely. That's what we want here, folks, because this episode is kind of particularly catered towards all things Donegal because as you may know a tweet did come out a few months back that um is it why is everyone from Donegal so proud that they are from Donegal and to me that kind of kicked off the idea because there is this county pride that we all do have with one another it is kind of like when we go to different countries where we realize like oh I wish I could speak Irish to kind of show my true true heritage but with when people move out of side Donegal we kind of have this calling back and yearning to be together with all those from Donegal because we all kind of we all kind of know what's going on in Donegal from like um, the differences and our love for the Donegal creamery's milk to our absolutely beautiful accent so uh, that is hopefully what I want to talk about here today and with that I have enlisted Hugh which he was a big advocate and um, you could just tell from his TikToks and his Twitter which he does he's a massive supporter so hopefully with all that along the way you can understand why the Forgotten County is such a special place to so many now to start I would like to talk about the unique landscape or to get with the times the more Instagrammable geography that Donegal has to offer because Let's face it, it is beautiful up here in the Northwest. And I say Instagrammable on purpose because um, you're almost guaranteed that if you are from Donegal, you can you have a picture of being at a waterfall. It's almost as popular as a car head with their bootcut jeans and their crosshatch shirt. So um, this obsession with waterfalls, um, do you get this, Hugh? I've seen them all. I, I think I missed the bug, whatever uh, whatever thing that went around that got everyone suddenly thinking about how great it looked like to see water falling off a rock. Um, whatever that vibe was, I just seemed to miss it or whatever. But I remember seeing everyone posting it. And it was people like who were from every single walk of life that were posting it. It was like people who I knew from like theater, like people who I knew from, uh, you know, living at home, people I knew from that I just bumped into at a smoking area, like at three o'clock in the morning that I just decided to follow on Instagram because I thought that they were kind of funny. Um, everyone was going to waterfalls and, um, you know, every single story you'd put up, it was like, waterfall 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 mountain waterfall waterfall like it was constant during the summer ah yes um because there was a bit of a fuss all around waterfalls um i think it was during one of the lesser lesser levels uh there was a um a waterfall that was made famous uh it was between kill killybegs and Kilcar. i'm not sure which where it falls but um it was aptly named the Secret Waterfall because it was just that new. But it was basically, it was hidden along the coast. And uh, from it being in this place, there's Donegal, we won't have the widest of roads. So people were just throwing their cars in along the side. And this obviously was causing havoc 
for locals and for tourists and it even went so far as to make the headlines and the front page of the newspaper that just kind of shows you all what could be going on in Donegal with such big concerns going on in the world but um it was absolutely amazing because it is very picturesque and um it was also named in the top three of the most beautiful waterfalls in Donegal um, which actually personally I've never been to hopefully sometime in the future but now with it being along the coast uh, there is a warning that be careful with the tide because you could easily find yourself stranded out there and that might not be the warmest place to be hiding along. So, not exactly a nice place to spend a lockdown, I don't think, is uh, on a rock. Um, so maybe uh, stay safe if you're going out there. Oh, exactly. Um, as beautiful as and great as the sea air is, it might not. Uh, you might not be great to have it all the time. So, um, <laughs> yeah, have you have ever seen this with the obsession with waterfalls? I have and like I do get it and like I think as well like there just any sort of picturesque place that there is in Donegal everyone just latched onto immediately like um there's a place out near Dunlow called Crowy Head which is gorgeous it's this big massive arch or whatever near Mahari and uh, I had never heard of it until the summer and then suddenly there was an ungodly amount of cars down there it was like the, it was like the social hotspot to to be in was all these places and then as well, like, um, like Aragal, I remember went, going out to Letterkenny one day d- during the summer and it was like the one hot day of the year that we have. And there was cars, like I counted about a hundred cars parked at the bottom of the mountain. Like, so I think it was just like any kind of like, I think with lockdown, everyone's like, okay, well, we need to do something that isn't like going to the cinema or being indoors somewhere. So they were like, all right, let's just go to every single minorly picturesque place or majorly picturesque place and just hope for the best and let's just take as many pictures as possible because we're not going to find an excuse to do this again. Um, so I like I understand the 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 waterfall waterfall obsession, but it's definitely just born out of sheer boredom. I think. <laughs> oh yes. But um, I think from with that, from us love having been so used to waterfalls in Donegal, we may have our own personal favourites. Now, mine would be um, Asaranka. That would be near Ardra. Um, I've been there a lot, kind of as a kid. And it's funny because anytime there is a huge downpour of water, you're guaranteed to see if, like two or three people have like stories up on Instagram or Snapchat of being at the waterfall. It's like, what, what do you really see? just a lot of water falling down the side of the mountain. It was like, I don't know, really know what else we're expecting, but yeah, that's a lot of water, but cheers, I really needed to see that. <laughs> no, yeah, that um, no, I was just going to say, probably my favourite is uh, whichever one that um, the TLC told me not to chase. Um, just, uh, I just think that it's just too good to avoid, you know, I just can't, uh, I can't take my eyes off it. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> Are you just gonna keep quoting the whole song? Cause that's okay. I'm 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 alright for that. But um, <laughs> not, yes. Another thing that uh, Donegal is known for is uh, the Donegal accent. Uh, probably our best and most known feature. Um, we also have our own vocabulary. Voc- vocabulary uh, going along with that's it. one of the words vocabulary uh, yeah. is one of the words that we use it's uh it's whenever you uh, say a word wrong you're using your vocabulary uh, and that's a classic Donegal slang <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, luckily through the college experience, you meet uh, other people from around the country. And um, from my time in college, I do uh, meet people and ask them, uh, would there anything specific that you notice about Donegal people and kind of how we pronouncing it, how we say things? And um, one of the most common answers that they have is that we say the word I a lot as response to saying yes. I? Uh, yeah, I, exactly. Like, there's <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. If someone, like, tried to mock me by saying the word I or with, with the Donegal accent, I would have no problem with that at all. I feel <laughs> it is a part of us and we have to embrace that. I think we're stronger together than we are apart. So, um... <laughs> Have you any any special experiences with the Donegal accent, Hugh? Uh, it's definitely helped me a few times. Like it's whenever, especially when you're down in Dublin, uh, people are always looking for, and especially with Irish, like people are always looking for people who have Donegal a Donegal accent or Donegal Irish who are just willing to do anything. And I will literally throw myself in front of any camera or any microphone or anything like that. I, um, you know, there's, there's, there's parts of my career that I, I can't legally talk about. Uh, I'm only messing. <laughs> but um, it's definitely helped out sometimes. Like I went, I ended up getting to be a voice on a Irish language textbook whenever I was in college because they were just needed like a Donegal person. So there's like a whole generation of kids who now just hate my voice. And it's just kind of like this, this cross that I have to bear knowing that they're <laughs> sick of hearing me talk about like Kendrick Lamar and everything. Cause it was a cool hip new Irish language textbook or whatever. So it was like, it's Misha, Ken, it's Misha, it's Bralum Kendrick Lamar. I say to pimp a butterfly and albums fairly. I'm like, it was so funny. Like, it was so funny reading out all that stuff. And, um, but it's definitely, I've definitely had some bad experiences with it as well. And it's not out of my own fault. It's my family's fault. I remember uh, after I did a, a show, I went to, my dad picked me up and he was like, oh, do you want to get food or whatever? So I was like, yeah, and we went to Hillbillies and um, went to get, you know, the classic, like the, the four chicken pieces and uh, the bag of chips. And just, it's like 99% salt. Um, it's so good though. But this woman was behind the counter and she was like, um, dad put in the order and she was, and she was like, Oh, uh, chicken tenders and a bag of chips. And dad was like, Oh, a bag of chips. And I was like, you have the same, what are you making fun of her for? You have the same accent. Like, why are you trying to do an impression of her when you could just say it and you'd be, you would sound the exact same. Um, I was like, what are you even doing? Like, so it's, it's definitely the Donegal accent has, has, hurt me a little bit but i think overall it's been a pretty positive experience yeah i think i, I would definitely take all the highs and the low with it and now <laughs> when i was looking into kind of the awards that the donegal accent may have itself gotten it then led me on to what was the least sexy accent so out of all out of the entire ireland island of ireland um what accent do you think got the least sexual appeal Hugh? i think and it's purely out of the amount of slagging they get um, that I think this this is not a personal dig at anyone from this place. But Cavan? Is it Cavan? No, Am I um, right? No, it's, unfortunately it's not Cavan. The Cavan accent nonetheless is very distinct and has, <laughs> is amazing in its own wee way. But um, on the survey it came out that the Tipperary accent was the least sexual. Which I don't really, because I don't really know the temporary accent, so maybe that's, that's part of the blame. That that that's probably why it's like try and think of any sexy people from Tipperary. I'm pretty sure I'm sure there's there's hundreds of them, um, but 
there's I couldn't tell you what they sound like at all at all. Um, I was really expecting Calvin to be number thirty two though. <laughs> yeah, just every temporary just throwing their phones out the window, and I have to hear that. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like they got the two Johnnies and everything as well, and I feel their voices they may have some appeal. So maybe in the years since they have rose through the ranks. But um, we could not talk about the sex sexiness of Donegal without the epitome of just general attractiveness and swagger, Daniel O'Donnell. Now he has his own visitor center in his home of Dunlow, which also features a his wedding suit and Magella's wedding dress as well. So. This is a man that we all hold very dearly. He is a national treasure. I'm sure last year when we were all in lockdown, he went to visit all of his fans in their um, nursing homes and just how do we um we boxed and like sang out to them all, which is really lovely. He has a heart of gold. And um have you ever actually I've actually never met Daniel O'Donnell. Have you any experience with Daniel O'Donnell Hugh? I actually have a long-standing rivalry with Daniel O'Donnell. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it, it's been going for years, and um, we uh, we're not speaking. Uh, no, uh, what do you call it? So it's it it started from when I was like I think it was like fourteen or fifteen. I my auntie it was a principal of a primary school, and Daniel's niece was at the school, and he agreed to joined the kids for their Christmas carol thing or like Christmas like singing. Um, my auntie was like, do you want to come with and like see the crack or whatever? And I was like, oh yeah, sure, why not? Like I'm not doing anything else. And went to the show and it was a, you know, a primary school children's Christmas uh, production. So it was it was fairly crap. And um, no, no diss to any child actors that are listening to this. Um, but... I went, so I saw the show and then Daniel was singing and he was fine. And then my auntie was like, oh, do you want to meet Daniel? And I was like, I'm never going to have this opportunity again to just like, you know, say hello and be all cool and chill. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I go up to Daniel and I say, hi, how are you? And I don't know if you know this about Daniel, but he has an incredible memory of people. Like he will not forget anyone ever. Like it's crazy. And he my auntie said to him oh this is Hugh his dad is John Carr from the Fair Hill and Daniel was like oh are you still out in London and are you still living out there or whatever now this is like I hadn't told there were some of my friends that I hadn't told that I was born in London to at this point a shock horror I was born in London uh so I'm, I'm a plastic patty um I was only there for about three months though uh as soon as Princess Diana died I was out of there um that's honest to god the truth like that's exactly around that time that we left um but i so i hadn't told many people this and daniel o'donnell was saying it to me so like i'm usually very chill with celebrities like i've met a few and been very cordial and nice and relaxed and all that but none of them have started spouting my life story back to me which kind of threw me off so i got really flustered and i was like uh it's really um and he was just like okay and like left and so then flash forward a few years, I'm in college and I'm down in Dublin in UCD. And, you know, as a representative of Daniel, you have to, you know, know everything about Daniel and have all your opinions and everything like this. So I used to get tagged on Daniel O'Donnell's Facebook page constantly. Like every single post that went up, it was someone would tag me and be like, oh, look, uh, look at that sexy beast go. And I would go, obviously go along with the joke as being like, oh, yeah, haha, what a babe. 
And I remember specifically there was this one where he was on a tour bus around America and I got tagged and being like, haha, look at that. And I was like, oh, the, the scandal that gets up to on they get up to on that bus must be awful or whatever. And this was fine. And then a few weeks later I get tagged in another one and I go to reply and I can't. And I'm like, what is going on? Like I couldn't like it, I couldn't comment it, I could only share. And I was like, what is happening here? So I looked at the page and Daniel O'Donnell had blocked me on Facebook. And I'm still not quite over it. Like I'm, I've been trying for years to try and to get him to unblock me. I've like written articles. I've like appealed directly, like people who know him, like or people who work with him. I've been trying to get onto them, and uh, still no luck. Uh, so if anything comes out of this podcast, I really hope that it's that Daniel O'Donnell will unblock me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Oh, Daniel, I don't know. Is he? Like, I don't know if he's in control of that uh, account. Oh, though. he definitely isn't. Like, it's um, it's some woman. What's her name again? Is it Patricia? Because you remember whenever he went viral there during the summer, um, trying to get his his Facebook like live stream to work, but it was working and he didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, and it was everywhere. My mom was very proud of herself. She was watching it live as it was happening. She was like, "I saw it going on," and I was like, "This is not the kind of thing you want to advertise." Um, but. Uh, so it's definitely not him that's in charge of it. So it's definitely whatever um, person is helping him out there um, who banned me like it's four, Jesus, it's coming up four years now since it happened. Um, so I'm hopefully she'll listen to this or she'll hear my pleas and she'll decide to unblock me again. But I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. Absolutely. I'll definitely try to send it on to her somehow. I will, I will play my part. Please, I'll try to get yeah. Hugh reinstated in the Daniel O'Donnell fan group. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, maybe on lighter terms now, um, we're going to talk about uh, one of Donegal's uh, national drinks that we have. It started back in 1949 and it's now in the fourth generation of the family of business. It has an iconic taste, in my opinion. It's kind of a mix of cola and um, American cream soda. Um, originally, it was developed as a kind of a substitute for um, people that weren't like drinking alcohol to be kind of consumed in the pub. Because it kind of has like this frothiness to it. And I'm of course talking about football. McDade's football special. Um, it is a super sugary drink. I often refer to it as type 2 in a bottle. But um, nonetheless, it is iconic. Uh, now, Hugh, would you have much love for football special? I am obsessed with football special. I'd say I'm like an unofficial brand ambassador. Like it's the kind of thing where... People keep asking me when are they going to start sending me out samples and stuff because I just literally will not stop drinking it. Like, um, I'm a huge fan. I've always been a huge fan of it. Um, and I've always been a huge advocate for it as well. Like, I will make sure that anyone who is anywhere near a bottle um, will take a chance to drink it. Um, I, I actually got it delivered down to my house in Dublin at one point, like during the lockdown. And the football special van appeared at my house and, uh, you know, felt like Santa was coming and they gave me like a bunch of like, uh, like cups and stuff with it as well. Like, um, along with the 20 bottles. Um, so I'm a huge, huge fan of football special. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Wow. That is just customer service done right. Then, that's Donegal people they know how to treat they know how to treat other Donegal people <laughs> we're not saying that like we have we look, look down on other on other counties and people from there but we're just saying maybe there's just that connection that we have all with one another but yeah. um, moving on from football special uh, Donegal is also famous uh, for its milk with uh, Donegal creameries um, now uh, I personally I don't I don't take dairy I try to stay away from it it just 
it wouldn't agree with me. But um, yeah, uh, but it is one of the one of the most popular things that people would have talked to me about when I did ask them. I was like, what is unique to Donegal and like kind of what would stand out about it? Say if you went somewhere else and what you would miss about home. But uh, apparently the milk, that is what something some people cannot get enough of. And um, I do have a friend that uh, she has to go to college down in Limerick. And for her weekly uh, trip down, she would uh, take milk that she bought from home, freeze it, and then take it down with her on the bus to uh, hopefully that it lasts the journey and then it lasts her for the week. Now, I have never heard of anyone that has such love for milk. Uh, <laughs> never, never, never mind just being from Donegal, but I think that speaks volume itself of the love that we have for our milk here up in Donegal. Um, would you share this love for uh, milk, Hugh? I I would I wouldn't say I'm that passionate. Like that's a whole other level of passion. It, like freezing it to make sure that you can bring it down like halfway down in the country. Actually, down the whole way. Like Limerick is so far away. Um, but I am a big fan. I would always take it in my tea. Um, you know, Donegal Creameries is basically all we drink in the house. Like, and we constantly have uh the little blue bottles and the green bottles uh, or the the cartons even sorry, um in the house. Like it's. Um, honestly, one of my favorite things about coming home is the milk. But like, I I wouldn't drink like a full glass of it because I, I you know there's only so much milk you can take. Um, but I definitely know lads that are like, will down glasses of it like every day, like um with the dinner. Um, but I'm a huge, I'm a big fan of having the milk when I'm at home. Yeah, that's it. So if you've never had a Donegal Creamery's milk, get on to it. It's a rave reviews here at Barry Abbreviated. <laughs> But um, yes, another thing that we all kind of agree on here in Donegal is our love for the GAA. Now, in the past um, few years, this has kind of gained a lot of momentum, all thanks to Jim McGuinness. Before then, let's just say it wasn't as popular as now, probably the best way of describing it. But yes, in recent times, we have got better at Gaelic, and with that, uh, has seen the rise in people supporting, coming out and supporting the GAA, donning on the green and uh, yellow jerseys. Uh, and one this one when we would have seen this peak would have been back in uh, twenty twelve when we did win the All Ireland. It seemed like the whole county did go a little bit mad, but for all the right reasons. I was lucky enough now to get uh, to the All Ireland final. Uh, I think I was in the Hogan stand for it, but it was I'll I'll never forget the moment um, when they did blow the final whistle. The atmosphere was amazing. Everyone was hugging, some were crying. I myself was just <laughs> shouting and happy to be there at that moment in time. But um, would you have this big love for uh, Gaelic, uh, Hugh? I, I definitely, it definitely re-intensified whenever 2012 happened. I remember I used to go to the games with my family all the time and like dreading meeting Tyrone because they were like on their like war path like in like the early 2000s. Um, and I remember seeing like, uh, like the players like shadow boxing on the pitch, like the Donegal players like shadow boxing on the pitch. It was ridiculous, like the state of Donegal GAA, like back in the day. And it was so funny as well. Like there was like a local man, like became the manager, like or someone like who was related to our town. And I was like, oh yeah, we have a local person like in charge of the Donegal GAA. And then they were terrible. And it was like, okay, well let's actually let's pretend that we don't know who that is. And um, but twenty twelve was like well twenty eleven even whatever. Jim first started. I, we're on a first name basis, me and Jim. Uh, 
but whenever Jim McGinnis started in 2011, it was like the start of it. It was like, oh, oh, this looks like something, something could really happen here or whatever. And um, it was crazy, like the, the passion that was going around in 2012. Like there was flags everywhere. Everyone had the jerseys. Um, Jimmy's one of the matches was blaring on every uh, iPod and uh, every like speaker around. Um, you know, he, he was your man was loving uh, Rory Gallagher, the, the boy who sang that song. He was like playing in every single anywhere that there was a place to play a guitar, he was there. Um, I think I saw him in like the, the courtyard shopping center in Letterkenny. Um, or like school brought us down to see it. Like, this is how much of a deal it was. It's like, we're taking you out of your education so that you can watch um this man play uh a, a version of his own song that he just changed the words to um but i was there i was very lucky there to be at the final as well and it was i was so far back in one of the stands that i didn't even hear the whistle go like but i didn't care like i was just happy enough to be there and it was crazy but it was so funny though um they played i don't know if you remember this but immediately afterwards they played hall of fame by the script uh, and will i am and at that time i hated will i am like i had really passionate like unreasonable hate for will i am i think because he was just on every single song that was going and they weren't particularly good like i think like whenever hall of fame came out it was like the same time as like a uh, dirty bit and all those kind of tunes or whatever like just not the best uh black eyed peas music being a you know a massive black eyed peas aficionado myself <laughs> um, but i hated that song hated that song in particular and so Donegal, so final whistle goes, everyone's going nuts. I was like, oh my God, this is the most incredible moment in my life. Like, you know, this hasn't happened in 20 years. I'll never forget this moment. And all I heard was standing in the hall of fame. And I was like, no, now I have to associate that song forever with this like priceless moment. I was like, why couldn't they have played like Hills of Donegal? And they did immediately afterwards. And I was like, why wasn't that the first song? Like, like now I have to forever think about the script and will I am whenever I think about, uh, there's like this incredible moment um but i still love to i still love ga like i still try and go to as many games as possible Um, haven't been able to go to as many recently because of living down in dublin and especially then like lockdown then as well so um but looking forward to being able to get back and stand on the sidelines and hopefully not listening to the script or will i am while i'm there <laughs> Wow, uh, first world problems, and that's about it. Isn't it such that. a isn't it such a struggle whenever you uh, go to a, an all Ireland final? <laughs> that's you know incredible, and the song they play afterwards isn't the one that you like. Like, isn't that just the worst? Oh, well, it's only a <laughs> thing from people from Mayo could just dream of. But um, yeah, <laughs> they will take any song at this point. Exactly, probably they could take... play WAP at this point, and the people of Mayo would be delighted with uh, just having the win. Oh, bless Mayo. Um, anyway, from that there, um, unfortunately, it's not, all, it's not all sunshine and rainbows in Donegal. It's usually rain. Because, uh, but with that, um, I'm kind of trying to get to the point here that not everything in Donegal is great because we do have um, very much a skeleton of a transport system. But uh, with that is something everyone in Donegal kind of laughs at in a way of just criticising yourself because... You know, it is terrible, but we kind of get along with it anyway, and we do love giving out about it all the same, because it's just something to talk about. And um, trains did stop here in 1959. I don't know why they did, lads. Um, it could have been great, but, you know, maybe in a different reality. 
I do know there is one uh, train trained on still on the go, which uh, runs beside um, Fintown along the lake. Very picturesque. But um, like I passed that there coming over to Letterkenny, and it doesn't lock in great shape. So if anyone does find themselves like maybe eyeing up a trip to Fintown, best probably looking into it to see if you actually it actually would be something you would be into because it does look to be in all great shape. But anyway, it's still a day out all the same. Um, would you have much of a love or a hatred for the transport system in Donegal, Hugh? I would say I have like a love-hate relationship with the transport system because sometimes it's like, like coming back from Dublin is like by bus is a pain. Like, it, you know, it's like six hours on John McGinley and um, you get, you stop in that place in Monaghan and Sam Steiner, which is at least is better than the one that you stop in if you get bus airing the like army bunker that they stop in that has like seven euro sandwiches that are just absolutely god awful um sometimes it works out pretty handy though especially if you're coming from galway um and you're from from the fast like uh there's bus fida which is like the service between directly between Donegal and galway but they start in run fast so i remember i went down like for um my open day or for the open day for galway and I just saw the bus then. I was like, okay, well, how am I going to get home? And I just saw the bus was there and I just hopped on and I didn't even say like, oh, can I get to Ranafas or whatever? I just said to him, can you take me home? And he was like, yep, no problem at all. And he dropped me out my door. Like it's such a, a Donegal thing where it's, you, you see someone that you know and you're like, oh, I can, I can take advantage of this or I can, you know, this, I don't have to uh, pretend like I'm doing the whole like business transaction. Like, you know, whenever you like hop on a bus and, in Dublin or somewhere and you're like oh can I get 270 please or can I get well I'm showing my age now that it's not 270 anymore it's like 295 um but it's like oh can I you know get to this place please like being all nice and polite whereas when you see someone from Donegal you're like right take me drop me home please uh <laughs> let the hall and they're like yeah no bother at all um and then as well we have the the airport which is about 15 minutes from my house um Donegal International Airport which is the most scenic airport in the world um which is a great way to travel. Uh, you feel very bougie on it whenever you get uh, the plane. Um, even though it's not actually that expensive, like it's as in, in comparison to um, like other flights and stuff. Um, but it's it's hilarious though, like getting like a little private jet up to Tunisia uh, to see how everyone's getting on. Um, but yeah, so I kind of have a love-hate relationship is how I would describe it. Oh yes, nothing but the best in Donegal. It's a very mixed bag. We may not have much of a train board system, but for some reason we have an airport. Uh, now that's kind of all I have for things that are related to Donegal. Max makes it special. Yes, of course there are more. And if you do feel there are ones that we missed out on, please message in. I would absolutely love to hear them. And now before we finish up, Hugh, I do have a quiz. And as you mentioned before about the Donegal Creamery's milk, and what is special about these milk is that they actually have cows on the front, and the cows, they've, they've given them all their own personal names. So I have five of them, Hugh, and are you feeling up to the challenge? I feel like I am, but also at the same time that I'm hopelessly lost, because we're, you know, we're those kind of families that keep trying to trick ourselves into thinking that we're going to be, like, uh, skinny legends, and we keep buying, like, the low-fat milk. Uh, so... I like I'm I'm trying even to remember the other colors, uh. But I think I, I think I'll be able to figure it out because they have they all have the same naming convention. So I think I'll be able to figure it out. Or okay. I think I'll be able to know them. I think I'll, they're they're trapped in the recesses of my mind, okay. uh, I, somewhere. I have complete confidence in you. So for our first <laughs> one, we're going to start with the most standard of them all: the full fat green milk. What is the name of the cow? Is it Daisy? 
Bing. Yep, that is one point on the board. Yes! Uh, <laughs> number two, we have the light milk, which is the blue colored one. Lucy? Yep, that is two, two for two. Okay, we're on a bit of a streak here tonight. Will you get three? Now, for the fat-free milk, which is a light pink in colour. I feel like it's like Maisie, is it? Unfortunately not. It is actually Susie. So, ah, uh, what? <laughs> yes, uh, and now I have the fourth one here as in the buttermilk one, which is a yellow. I'm trying to think of all names that Anne would see. Um, Do you want a clue? Yes, please. Okay, the first letter is a B. Bessie? Uh, yeah, I'll give you it's Betsy, but maybe. Oh, okay. yes, I'll give it to you. So, yes. Uh, now, our very last one I have here is the Mighty Milk, which is red. I don't think I've ever seen that, but I'm going to guess that one's Maisie. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Oh, like all you did was mess up too. Well, like mixed up too. But that's that's pretty much it. Now, how exciting! That's pretty. That's that's a pretty strong. Uh, what do you call it? Pretty strong outing, I think, for myself. Yeah, that's, that's that's a pretty strong score. So um, yes. Uh, so Hugh, now that we're coming to the end of this, um, how could people find you all on the internet and things like that? Yeah. So if they want to find me on my work and what I do, and you can see me popping up on stories and stuff, then you should follow Block TG Car or Block. TG4, I hate saying that. Uh, like, Black TG Car is what it is. Um, that's where you can find all my Irish language stuff. Um, and then, if you want to find me on Twitter and on Instagram, my own personal one is uh, Hugh Carr here. Uh, so that's Hugh Carr here, as in Hugh Carr is in this place. And then, if you want to find me on TikTok, then it's just Hugh Carr, which is a lot easier to remember. Um, I can't remember my uh, Bebo username at the moment. I know it's coming back, but uh, as soon as I have it, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll throw it back to you. But uh, that's everywhere. That's everywhere that you can find me at the moment. You, uh, that's absolutely perfect. I will try to have all of them linked in the description below, just for handiness. And just like to say uh, thank you so much for taking the time out here. You're an absolute delight. Um, I wish you all the best for twenty twenty one. Stay safe out there. All right. Thank you very much, and you stay safe too, Barry. Just what a gentleman. Oh, he has such great stories there. I almost wish I had a reaction cam on because I just couldn't, couldn't get over the whole Daniel O'Donnell fiasco. I had no clue where he was going to, going to go with it. But no, if you, that's just a normal day in life for Hugh. So um, if you aren't following Hugh, uh, please do. Um, I've been following for quite some time now. He always incorporates a bit of Irish into his content, which is very cool. Now, that said, I always don't understand it, but uh, I'm going to blame that on down to the feelings of the Irish education system. That is no way a, a, a shot at you. So um, uh, that is it for this week, folks. Uh, I thought I'd leave off giving you a recommendation this week, given this was a longer episode. So um, that's your penance of the week served. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, but if there's something else you feel I should be talking about, you can throw in all your suggestions and that can be for like topics or even future guests. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Barry Abbreviated. That's where I put up all like the updates and stuff. So please uh, give the page a follow. And if you want to send me an email, you can do that too. And I'm at barryabbreviated at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Rob for always putting these up and always like to thank you along for listening at home. Uh, I've been Barry. This has been Barry Abbreviated. Till next time, uh, stay safe out there and I hope you have a good one.